0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How is it going? Are we ready for this? Um, it is Crab Pot Tournament Weekend, if you haven't figured it out. Um, we're getting ready. CrabHockey.com has all the fun stuff with the team previews. We did Stevenson on Monday. We'll do Maryland today. Probably already up. Probably not by the time you're hearing this, depending on when you download it. So um, there's that. Uh, and we'll talk about the Crab Pot uh, a little bit more as we get into those uh, teams' blocks of uh, college fun. Uh, but we'll talk about the, the college game. We'll talk about the Team Maryland. And we'll talk about the Black Bears, which we start off with now. And they welcomed in the Jamestown Rebels, a team that hasn't been to Odington since uh, uh, two years, almost to the day. Uh, they come back, uh, and they are ready to go. Now, of course, they took last year off. So it was hard to get them in the arena if they don't exist. But they came into town a couple weeks after uh, Maryland went up there for the second time. So uh, Maryland now plays host. And a two-game set, pretty tight, tight set. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a pretty uh, pretty interesting weekend for the Maryland Black Bears. And uh, they come out of Friday's game, 2 nothing victors. And they only needed about 10 minutes of gameplay to get it done. Maryland really controlled the play in the first period. They had the puck. Uh, almost on a string, I would say, and just having a lot of offensive chances. Not being able to beat Nolan Suggs though. Uh, Suggs came in in relief of John Howe the last time uh, Maryland was up in Jamestown. He shut the door, on them shut the door on him to start off with in uh, this one. But then Maryland breaks through in a very wacky goal, uh, if you will. Uh, Tyler Young gets his sixth of the year after it kind of bounced around in front. He put it home off a of Brandon Piku pass, and it kind of just slid slowly underneath Suggs. They had to go to the goal judge, and Ilebeu, it is a goal. And uh, like I said, Tyler Young, sixth of the season. Brandon Piku 26th assist. Elliot LaRoe, his 12th assist in the season. He's heating up. He's getting a lot of chances. He's seen the ice really well in uh, the second part of the season. Maryland kept to it. They kept the pace going. They kind of withstood uh, what little of a uh, Jamestown counterattack there was James only getting three shots, not seeing much of their own offensive zone. So uh, Maryland doing the job that they needed to do. Then with 13 seconds left, here comes Tyler Young again. He's able to take a uh, Jacob Brockman uh, pass, forehand, backhand, back of the net. His seventh of the year. Brockman his 12th assist. LaRose second of the game, second assist of the game, 13th of the season. And Maryland's up two nothing going into the break. Second period, Black Bears started to press, but Jamestown, uh, Jamestown kind of withstood that pressure, returned favor, uh, and uh, really got behind the Maryland defense in this one. They were able to spring some plays, get some uh, odd man chances in this one. But Luca DePasco was strong in net when called upon. He was dialed in, made some big saves, uh, made Jamestown kind of reach or look at the look at the ceiling, see how many tiles there were up there, and then go back to their deal. Maryland did get into some penalty trouble. Uh, in the uh, middle part of this frame, the PK was stellar, as it has been most of the season. So uh, they were able to kill that off. But again, an alarming trend. You don't want to have your team go down in crucial situations, especially in two-goal games where we've seen a little bit of slippage for the uh, Maryland Black Bears in this one. Uh, Ryan Botchell did get a penalty shot as uh, Maryland counterattacked. He got tripped up, could not beat Suggs on that one, tried to go five-hole, was denied. It was 2 nothing after two a little bit of the rough stuff starting the third period uh Aldridge uh getting into it kind of uh getting into it with uh with uh jack fan uh, var work and uh yeah even though var work got a uh got a five and uh oh wait that's that's another affair I'm sorry Laker Aldridge and John Lundy got into it uh Aldridge dropped his gloves Lundy went to a turtle position fear the turtle uh, but the double minor for roughing Put Maryland on the PK again, and then another one. Jack Van Vanwer- uh, Varwerk and uh, Kevin Scott play in the feud. In this one, uh, Varwerk actually got a game misconduct for removing own helmet. In this one, so he was done early, and Kevin Scott also done a little early since it was under 15 minutes to play. But uh, Black Bears kept on, uh, kept on just blocking everything that Jamestown threw at him. The Pasco was solid. In net and uh, kept his sheet clean. Two nothing victory. Third shutout of the season for Luca Depasco, and that is the uh, that is the tied for the franchise record career with uh, Michael Morelli, his goaltending partner. Thirty three saves in the victory for Depasco, and uh, yeah, Tyler Young, big game. Elliott Laroe big game for those guys. Second day is always the hardest to win, and uh, Maryland and Jamestown really a really good battle on Saturday night. Um, kind of like, much like the first one. Offense was dictated by Maryland to start off with. Great chances around John Howe. Jacob Brockman, Elliott LaRoe had some really great A chances in this one but could not cash in. Michael Morelli, who got the call in this one, he was dialed in too. He was uh, tested uh, a lot in the first. He was very on point, reading his angles well, being able to track the puck well, and uh, keeping it in a clean sheet after one period of play. Rebels once again, pressing keeping, keeping things in their own zone, or in their offensive zone uh, for a fair amount. This also had to deal with uh, Laker Alders getting a uh, double, uh, double minor for high sticking. So power play for Jamestown was clicking. but uh, there was, it was fine. Nothing happened in there. They were able to uh, withstand that one. Black Bears get on the board first once again, this time courtesy of Jacob Brockman. He uh, fired home a fantastic. Uh, one-timer, great pass over by Aiden McDowell and uh, set him up on a platter. Boom goes a dynamite. Brockman's 10th of the season. McDowell, fourth assist. Leo Schwartz, his sixth assist. And Schwartz has come on uh, after signing as a uh, tender and really getting an everyday lineup. So uh, he's he's looked very well and not not out of place one bit on this squad. So really good to see a youngster getting a call up like this and making the most of his opportunity. Black Bears continue pressing in the second period. And that leads to a Jack Blanchett goal. You want to talk about another defenseman who's uh, really uh, come on as of late. It's uh, Blanchett. He snuck down from the point. Matthew Davies got the puck at the point. Passed it down to uh, Brandon Piku on the uh, half wall. And then Piku kind of slapped past it in front. Blanchette there taps into an open net. 2 to nothing. Blanchett's eighth of the year. Piku's 27th assist. Matthew Davies 13th assist on the year. Maryland uh, again, they were uh, they were striking. They were trying to build off the momentum there, but Jamestown pushing right back and they cash in with under a minute remaining. James Miller uh, pots home a goal, a deflection off a of Black Bear defender, kind of changed the trajectory a little bit, fooling Morelli, two to one uh, late in the game or late in the period, and that's how they go into the second intermission. But then Jamestown buzzing in the third period, they controlled the offense by and large, in this third period. Getting a lot of shots, having a lot of possession, making sure Maryland didn't cross the red line a whole lot, and if they did, it was one chance and out. Uh, Jamestown played really solid defensively coming back, and it paid off for him. That late goal kind of built off some uh, momentum. Varwerk uh, gets his ninth of the year in the third period. Give and go between him and John Lundy. Not really much Morelli could do. And uh, away he goes. It's uh, two to two in that one. Uh, just over three minutes later, Kobe Amici he uh, he gets a one timer uh, after a, a nice little puck picked up by uh, Work, passes it over to Amici for his sixth of the year, and it's three to Jamestown. Like I said, Jamestown really holding Maryland to not much uh, in their offensive zone. But when Maryland did get a chance, they actually cashed in in a big way as Jesse Horacek gets his fourth of the year, picking up a rebound. Uh, after a Elliott LaRoe drive picks up that uh, that loose buck puts it home for his fourth of the year. LaRoe 14th assist and uh Tyler Young getting his tenth assist of the year. Tie game uh with uh eight thirty one remaining. Nothing happened. Maryland withstood the Jamestown pressure and they were able to get a point. Both teams getting a point in this one. We go to free hockey and overtime and in overtime. In an overtime. Uh var work, what can you do? Put in the work. Uh possession wrapped it around the net. Things went sprawling. And then away he goes, pots it into an open net. 4 3 victory in this one. Morelli, 30 saves in the OT loss. Three of four points once again. Seems to be a habit for the Black Bears uh, this time around. And uh, we'll see what they can do going into next week, this coming week, as they play Thursday, Friday afternoons. Very interesting start times, only because Northeast, um, they're scheduled with their arena. So it's uh, Thursday at 3 p.m. East and Friday at 3 p.m. East. So late afternoon games, and that means I'm gonna be checking out on the VOD on this one. So um, take a take a check for that one. Uh, Maryland right now they sit four points behind New Jersey, but they gotta watch out. Johnstown is creeping up. They are only four points, uh, sorry, six points behind Maryland. They are seven two and one in their last ten. Including three wins in a row, Maryland points in four uh, four straight games, but they are four two three and one a whole numerical fantasticness there in their last ten games. As uh, they're getting points, I mean it's all important to get points. It's going to be a tight uh, tight stretch if you look down to uh, Northeast who they're playing this weekend. Only nine points separate them uh, in this, and Jamestown not too far behind either. Eleven points behind them, still a lot of uh, hockey to be played too in this. So. Maryland's just got to take it game by game, try to, you know, get the most of it. And, you know, if you can collect four points on a weekend, I mean, that's always a plus in this one, especially when you have games in hand on the uh, teams in front of you. So that's always, you know, something to look forward to as well. Again, Northeast this Thursday and Friday. Check it out on Hockey TV. Team Maryland, they were in action but once this weekend. And they went up to uh, Aston, Pennsylvania, home of uh, not much in particular um there's farm if you go further out um Wawa headquarters aren't too far from there um so there you go Granite Run, Run Mall was there for a bit not there anymore uh, anyway this the <laughs> stat sheet came up so done done with rambling they went up to uh play the Philadelphia Little Flyers and they had themselves a gain uh 3 to nothing victory for team Maryland in a crucial game cuz Philadelphia is uh tied up with Team Maryland in the standings, or were tied up in this one. Team Maryland, nothing happened in the first period. Very even first period. Shots very even. Both teams making line rushes back and forth on this one. Then early in the second period, 104 in. Aiden Seborowski uh, picks up the loose buck on the side of the net, puts it home, and that's 1 uh, nothing for Team Maryland. Alex Newton and Brian Teske on the assist on that one. Five minutes and 25 seconds later, Seborowski again. Gets a puck down from JJ Creighton and just does a one-man show off out of the corner. Um, digging and diving and ducking and dodging and putting it over the shoulder of the Little Flyers goaltender. That makes it two to nothing on that one. Philadelphia attacking, 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 but nothing shall pass. Jackson Bernard, who made a big start in this one, stopping everything through two periods, and he got another bit of goal support as Alex Newton just takes away in his own zone, takes off, picks up the puck. As he's getting taken down, puts it home backhand and that makes it 3 to nothing and that was the final in this one. Bernard 37 saves in the victory. Uh what a great great uh game for team Maryland. A nice little bounce back game for them as a little bit of struggles here there and everywhere, but they are uh you know, they're doing what they need to do to stay in the uh, top half of this South Division. They are currently still tied with Philadelphia 48 and 48. Um, it looks as if uh, you know things are starting to even out a bit team maryland 5 and 5 in their last uh, 10 everybody in the south division is kind of hot right now uh, new jersey 7 wins in the last 10 uh little flyers 8 wins in the last 10 protec 8 wins in the last 10 so everyone's kind of tight notch only 6 points separate first and fourth in this one so definitely something to kind of key, key in on and and take a look at as team maryland uh, goes ahead they will be taking on apple core wednesday through friday a three game set uh for team maryland against apple Corps. uh so it's going to be a crucial stretch here as it, you know they've had a little bit they've had a decent amount of success against apple Corps, especially recently sweeping them early in january uh but they will have three games at home thursday uh, wednesday thursday friday 2.30 start on Wednesday noon on Thursday, Friday. If you can get out to Piney Orchard, go ahead, check it out. It's free entry. Good hockey. Sneak out of work. Who needs it anyway? Uh, and get your fill of Team Maryland hockey. Uh the Stevenson Mustang squad, they had, boy howdy, did they have a lot of uh a lot of fun times this uh <laughs> this uh this week as they had three games, making up first one from uh, Wilkes. Uh, a couple weeks back, making up for one of the four games. So that's two of the four games they have made up. Uh, and Wilkes, number eight, eight in the country. And Stevenson needed all the minutes to get that uh, get the win, four to three in this one on Wednesday. No scoring in the first period. Um, shots were very limited, only 10 shots total. But Wilkes then kind of took over offensively. They were a dominant force in this one. They held the uh, Stevenson offense to only six shots on goal while they uh, produce 17 shots. But Stevenson the first one to get on the board, Mac Lowry, good to hear his name again. 103 in, gets a quick start. Liam McCanney and Anthony Starzy on the assist, making it 1-0. And then Wilkes on the power play. Midway through the frame, Jimmy O'Kane unassisted, ties the game up. And then a minute 13 later, Tyler Dill gets it. Uh, gets Wilkes back on the board. Again, 17 shots on goal. Um, you're bound to break dirt. Uh, make paydirt. I don't know what that—I mixed my metaphors. Don't worry about it. We'll move on. We'll cut that out in post. Uh, it's fine, though, as Stevenson was able to get back on the horse, so to say, for the Mustangs, as a minute and 12 seconds after that, Chad Watt from Graham McCroy. Um, that makes it 2-2 two to two going into the third frame. Wilkes got the advantage early. Xavier Abdella gets the go-ahead goal for Wilkes, Makes it 3-2, but just past midway point. Alex Reve, who has been clutch this season, uh, very clutch goal scoring from him. He gets another one. Ties the game up just past the midway point. Evan Beers and Kyle Lightfoot on the assist. Again, uh, Wilkes just kind of offensively took control in this one. They, uh, you know, saw this team, and they just went went ahead. 10-6, the shots. But doesn't matter. 3-3 three three after regulation. We go into overtime. It only took a minute 40, even though uh, Wilks got two shots on quick in that minute 40. Stevenson only needed one. Eric Olsen, Potts at home. Liam McCanny, Blake Coleman on the assist. Everyone in Reisterstown goes home happy as Stevenson wins this one 4-3. to three. Ryan Kenny, a big win for him. 30 saves in this one as he pushes his record to 11-4. And one. Stevenson then went up to Aston. Hey, Team Maryland was there. They took on Newman College. Another overtime thriller in this one. When it may have, may or not should have been, but you know, eye of the beholder. Five to four the final in this one. 217 into the first period. Kyle Lightfoot gets Stevenson on the board quick. Evan Beers on the assist there. Then Chad Watt, uh, uh you know. Almost before the end, oh, under the five-minute break, he gets one from Blake Coleman, making it two nothing. But with a minute 14 left, uh, Pasquale Dimitro of the uh, of the Newman Knights puts it home, makes things two to one going into the break. Stevenson again gets going early, 2-39 in. Liam McCannie all alone put Stevenson up three to one. But then Newman kind of fought back in this one. They were, uh, you know, they again. Took a lot of the offense in this one. 16 shots in the second period alone. Um, a lot of that, uh, you know, a couple of those. It, I couldn't even say it's on the power play because Chad Watt was the only uh, penalty in the second period for Stevenson. But they just kind of took control. Uh, 6-10. Joe DiGiulio puts it on the board. 3-2 to in that one. then Nick Martino with uh, 4.5 seconds remaining in the period. Ties the game up as they go into the intermission. Tied up at threes. Evan Hoey made short work of the intermi- uh, coming out of intermission. 36 seconds in. He gets Newman up uh, 4-3 with a quick goal on that one. Stevenson fighting back in this one. They took a little bit more offensive control uh, as uh, Newman just tried to shut the game down. That didn't happen because McLowery Lowry puts one home, ties the game with uh, 7.40 left. And again, we go to overtime. And almost like Wednesday's action, 1.41 in. Uh, Chad Watt from Eric Olsen ends the game, gives Stevenson yet another win uh, as they uh, take this one 5-4. to four. Ryan Kenny, 35 saves in this one as uh, he takes one step closer to a record, which we'll talk about here after the fact uh, on this game here. Then after Aston, Pennsylvania, they travel up, get themselves some rye bread to go up to Rye, New York, and take on Manhattanville. And uh, Manhattanville, uh, gracious host, In this one, as uh, Stevenson withstand a big flurry in the first period uh, offensively. Again, getting jumped on in a couple periods here. Stevenson just trying to get those legs moving. Luckily, Ryan Kenny was solid all week long. Kept things knotted at zero in this one. And it almost took another full period again. But with 21.4, Frank Fittucci breaks the uh, ice for Stevenson. Brendan Rylott on the assist. Uh, that made it one nothing going into the break, and then a shorty, ladies and gentlemen, Chad Watt gets a shorthanded goal five oh five into the third from Luke Benitez, and Blake Coleman makes it two 0 Ryan Kenny outstanding in net, thirty three saves for the shutout, and Stevenson win this one to Cobb uh, as Ryan Kenny sets the school rec- record for saves in a career. I think it's fourteen fifty eight currently. He beats Jacob Caffrey's. Uh, uh mark 1436 uh all time in this one so a uh, huge huge thing for uh for Ryan Kenny who has played phenomenal in his three years at Stevenson so uh cheers and hats off to him and and let's be honest accolades are plenty goaltender of the week in the UCHC that's right Ryan Kenny who is the uh who is the Mac defensive player of the week you betcha Ryan Kenny but Chad Watt Chad Watt gets himself a little uh, weekly award for forwards of uh, the offensive player of the week rather, as he had a uh, a goal in against Wilkes, two against Newman, and uh, including the overtime winner, and then the shorthanded goal against Manhattanville. Four goals in three games, big, big, uh, week for Stevenson. As now they uh, they take on Kings on Tuesday today, then they're at Lebanon Valley, and then they, on Friday, and they return home against Arcadia on Saturday night. At uh, the Racers Town Sportplex, you got a chance to go. Go out and get it. Have fun. Enjoy that. And uh, we'll talk about it next week. Another big slate for Stevenson as they get ready for playoff action. The Stevenson women were in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they took on Chatham on the road. A, uh, a tough one on uh, Friday night when it was just basically the battle of two forwards in this one as it was the Allison, Courser, James, and Trin- Trinity Barkless show. On display on Friday, starting off for uh, Chatham early, seven nineteen, and Corser James gets her first of the night, and then she decided she liked it so much that seventeen seconds later she would pot her second of the night to make it a real quick two nothing uh, lead for uh, the Cougars in this one. Second period, not much going on in this one, very even offensively. Stevenson getting a little bit more of a chances, get you know getting their legs underneath them, and next thing you know, third period was just dominated by Stevenson. Uh, they held Chatham to four shots on goal, 15 shots of their own, uh, and they net they net it too. Trin Barclas, uh, Trinity Barkless with the uh, first goal, 255 into the frame, and then on the back end, of uh, unassisted on that one, and then on the power play late in the game with just 232 remaining. Uh, Barkless, second goal of the game. T. Ferreira with the assist ties it, goes into overtime, a frantic overtime, Chatham. Really retaining puck possession on this one. Seven shots in only three and a half, uh, just over three and a half minutes. Uh, And then they get a power play on that one as well. And then Courser James finishes off the hat trick. Three to two the victory in this one as uh, Stevenson drops to 10-9-0 on the season. Uh, Short memories in this one as they played again on Saturday afternoon. Better score line for, for Stevenson in this one as they take this one 3-1 Three to one uh, against the uh, the Cougars. Barkless again getting the first goal of the game unassisted. Eight thirty-eight into the frame that put Stevenson up one to nothing on this. Chatham then took control offensively in the second frame as uh, they get uh, they were just buzzing around the net on this one and uh, Olivia DeGuire doing the best to keep the puck out and she did, except for Samantha Barrett's goal uh, with uh, thirteen twenty-seven into the frame. Makes it one-to-one going into the break. Then back-and-forth battles, and then late into the game, Stevenson took over, Nikki Kendrick uh, especially. First on the power play with uh, 5.57 remaining. Barkless on the assist on that one, and then Kendrick a minute and 23 later. pots her second of the game and of the period with uh, Elizabeth Goudreau and Kelly Joe Zagula on the assist. DeGuire makes 29 saves in the victory. And Stevenson goes home happy. They get a split in this one. They get uh, three points out of a possible four. So you gotta like that going on the road and getting those points in this one. As they currently sit at 11 and nine, 10 and six in conference. So I think that that's a that's a big one. Interesting fact though, they are better away than they are at home. Seven and three on the road, three and five at home. They'll look to um, take that road success out to Manhattansville Friday and Saturday as they will take on the uh, the Manhattansville, I don't know what they are, Avengers? Knights? Helmet things there? 3.30 puck drop on Friday, 1 o'clock puck drop on Saturday uh, before they come back home for their last two games before the uh, the playoffs happen there. So uh, check those out. Uh, there will be a video on the uh, site, I think. We'll see. Go to GoMustangSports.com for more. A lot on the line for the Naval Academy this weekend if they went ahead and they win this game, if they win both their games in regulation, they could get uh, punch their ticket for the Nationals as E-C-H-A, um, ECHA champions of the regular season. There's a whole debate whether playoffs need to be something or if it's regular season, however you want to dice that up. That's a debate for another time and for people who are smarter than I am. But Navy uh, would not have it easy. They would be going to George Mason, there's a pep band there. A lot of crazies out there in uh, in Northern Virginia. Um, you got you got to wreck you check yourself before you wreck yourself, and so on and so on from there. But they go up to uh, to uh, Fairfax County. They were able to hold their own, win six to one apparently. Although that sixth goal, a lot of people were wondering how it went in. We'll tell you that in a minute. Special teams were the thing that was buzzing in a big way for Navy, uh, starting off with a shorthanded goal. They pot one uh, quickly. Well, not quickly. It was almost halfway through. I'm you know, trying to set a scene here. But Jacob Barbaro, second of the season, shorthanded. Uh, Sean Ostrowski with the assist, his fifth of the season on that. Then right before the one-minute mark, 101, if you're scoring at home or near, even if you're alone, Riley Jamison pots his fourth of the year From Joe Walton, we'll be hearing that name a little bit, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Jamison's fourth of the year, Walton's third assist of the year, takes Navy uh, 2-0 going into the intermission. Then it was a power play fest for Navy. Starts off 2-19 in, Nathan Hyden, his 10th of the year. Walton, another assist on that one. That makes it 3-0, Navy, and yet another power play. Navy again, Nick Allen with a power play goal, his 11th is uh, 7.33 and makes it 4 to nothing. Then a power play goal for George Mason. Timothy Contos with uh, just about five minutes remaining scores his 10th of the year, getting that first goal for George Mason. Uh, then it was kind of after that, you know, it was pep bands, it was fighting, it was Northern Virginia people being Northern Virginia people. Uh, midway through the third period, Brendan Reynolds, ninth goal of the season on the power play, just risked one home. Michael Rockovich, Nathan Hyden, on the assist, and the one of contention that no one knows what's going in, even the Navy people were kind of figured out, uh, weirded out onto this one, as Nick Allen apparently scored his 12th of the year with 22 seconds left. While there was a fracas going on that had Jack Burke uh, eject it, had two George Mason guys eject it, or, or one ejected, and then one for face mask. That's a 15-yard penalty going the other way. And how crazy was it? Navy gets a penalty at the end of the game for an unsportsmanlike conduct. Austin Hogan does. This is on top of Matthew Cho getting his uh, getting a hit to the head. Uh, game misconduct on that one. Um, wild times. Wild times in Fairfax County. So Navy gets one point done as uh, they get their regulation win, six to nothing. In, uh, in this affair on that one, uh, Charles Dougherty, uh Chaz, to his friends, not to me, uh, 16 saves in the victory. Then they go up to Towson, up to Ice World. I don't know which rink, but they're both the coldest rinks I have ever skated on in my life. They had to do the deed. They had to win this in regulation. They had to make it worth to get the ECHC title and go to Nationals in St. Louis representing Nelly get some Air Force Ones, get a pole in the basement, and damned if they didn't do it. Navy gets things started apparently one second into the game. What are do you doing, ACHJ? One second into the game. If this is true, there was no visual evidence of this, but they score one second in the game. God bless. Riley Jameson, his fifth of the year. Uh, Brendan Reynolds, his 10th assist. John Mullen, his sixth assist on that one. Just about midway through the first period as Thomas Kristinich. He pots home his fifth of the season from Brendan Reynolds and Sean Ostrowski, uh, with the his sixth assist and Reynolds his 11th assist. Towson trying to claw back into it, not because they're Tigers, but because that's the metaphor that sports uses. Ben Murphy cuts the lead to a two to one after his fifth of the goal, uh, fifth goal of the season, uh, with 3:55 left in the first period. Simon Goslin on the assist, his eighth of the year. The Nick Allen again. Just You can't stop and you can only hope to contain her. 13th goal of the season with uh, 2.40 left. Porter Markle and Anders Gilbronson with the uh, assist, both their fifth of the season, as we go 3 1 Navy going into the second period. Jameson again opening up the period, scoring his sixth of the year, 6.17 in. Allen and Markle on the assist. Uh, 11th assist for Allen, sixth for Markle. Uh, then David Kish, not too far after that, he gets his second of the year from Drew Lustig, who has his seventh assist. That puts it to four to two, cuts the lead in half. And the Navy was done. They were done playing. They're done playing with their food. They were ready to go to Nationals. They were ready to book their trip to see Bush Stadium, see all the barbecue. Nathan Hyden, his eleventh goal of the season, thirty-seven seconds in. Rakovic, Walton on the assist. Seven forty-four. John Mullen, his sixteenth of the year. Riley Jamison and Nick Allen on the assist. Justin Carl, then after that, gets his first of uh, his collegiate career, I do believe. Joe Doherty, his third assist on the season, 9.04 into the frame. And then down the side they come, 5.09 remaining. Nick Allen, another goal for him, 14th of the season from Joe Doherty. And then Peter Mitchell, first goal for him, eight seconds remaining. Jacob Barbaro, third assist. That is all she wrote. Navy takes this one 9-2, outshooting Towson 54-28. Doherty with the 26-save win. And that's right, the midshipmen are going off to St. Louis. Uh, They will see Murphy Lee, the rest of the St. Lunatics uh, go to the Big Mac Zone. Be a great time for everybody as they win the ECHA title. And they will be going to St. Louis for the Nationals. So congrats to them. But ahead of that, Crab Pot, baby. Crab Pot this week. They will take on Maryland in the feature game on Friday night. And then the the winner of that game. And then the Stevenson Towson game will face off on Saturday night for the Crab Pot 44th annual Crab Pot tourney in this one. So we got the Towsons game against Navy. They took on Lehigh and hosted Lehigh on Friday. And uh, not a uh, fun time on Friday night as Lehigh wins 8-3 to three as the first period was pretty brutal, all things considered when you look at it. Uh, Towson got things off uh, to a quick start, 337, and Alec Hurley his second of the year. Jake Lissy with his ninth assist, David Kish with his second assist, and then Lehigh scores two in quick succession in under a minute. Sean Grant first, 10-24 into the frame from Ryan Mock. Uh, and then Alex Walsh Kelly, his third of the season, 11-13, and makes it two to nothing. Uh, towards the end of the frame, two one twenty eight remaining. Michael Grace, his thirteenth of the season puts Lehigh Valley up three to nothing, or three to one. and then Sean Grant, his second of the game makes uh, makes it four to one with twenty nine seconds remaining. and that's how it went into the second frame. Then Lehigh another outburst. one thirty four and Andrew Esposito, his fourth of the season makes it a five to one game. Towson trying to get back into it. Uh, 3:51 in the frame. James Marberger, two assists or t- second goal of the year. Uh, in this one, makes it five to two, and then it was all Lehigh after that in the period. Less than a minute after that, Michael Greisch gets his second of the season or second of the game. Then Andrew Esposito gets his second on the shorthand. Uh, with under five remaining, and Greisch fin- finishes the hat trick with only a minute and 26 remaining in the frame. Towson gets, gets one back. Colin Mercier, his 10th of the year from Jack Ellis and James Price, uh, Price's first assist of the year, but that's all she wrote in this one. Eight to three, the final Noah Haycock gets the loss. 10 saves on 14 shots. James Price jumped in there for, uh, 16 saves in the second frame, uh, all the way into the other end. And and I would be, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, uh, the goaltending for Towson in the Navy game—they faced a lot of shots in this one. Daniel Ludwig gets gets back in the net, 45 saves for him on Saturday night. So Towson gets ready; they get prepared for the uh, crab pot against uh, Stevenson, and they will start uh, start on that one on Friday night. And speaking of Stevenson, they went up to Penn State, uh, went up to Happy Valley, and I don't think it was a happy game as uh, they uh, drop Friday's game five to one. Penn State uh, out shooting them 64-22. Defensively, decent showing uh, in this one. Just couldn't get the offense going as much as they wanted to. Got off to a good start, 746 in. Brendan Jesse scores the first goal of the game, seventh uh, goal for him. Uh, Josh Watterson, his sixth assistant um, in this one. So that's a good start. But then Brendan Gertz for Penn State, he gets one with uh, just about five minutes remaining. His fourth of the year ties the game. And that's how they go into the second intermission. And then it was Penn State from there on out. Brendan Mayer, 19 seconds into the second frame. His sixth of the season. Then Ryan Long gets a uh, gets a goal to add to his two assists already. His eighth of the year uh, with 9.02 remaining. And then Cameron Duncan with uh, 7.50 remaining in the second period. His second of the year makes it 4-1 four, uh, four to one going into the frame. Going into the last intermission. Third period, uh, Alec Connolly. With his seventh of the year, makes it five to one. They put they put a lot of shots on. Like I said, sixty four shots in this one. David Shahadi fifty nine saves. So a big effort from him in this one up against uh, Penn State. Uh, so a, a decent showing for them. Uh, Saturday's game a little bit better score wise. Offense got a little bit little bit better. Defense kept a lot more shots away from their goal, but it did not end and uh, wonderfully for Stevenson 9-3 to the final Penn State in this one. Nathan Schulman gets the first goal for Penn State his first of the year 558 in and then Ryan Long continuing his streak just before halfway gets his ninth of the year make it 2-0. Eric Bennett though gets his second of the season uh, with 9:15 remaining in the frame. Uh, Dylan Cantalana and uh, Jacob Clashman-Kresh gets his second assist of the year and it's 2-1 going into the break and then oh Penn State starts to rally in the for three goals in just uh what is that three minutes and twenty three seconds from uh john uh, Tarkov, Tarkovic. Tarkowitz you know I can speak English uh Dayton Collins gets two back to back in uh thirty four seconds to make it a uh five to one score Bryce Doherty his sixth of the year under five minutes uh for Stevenson makes it five to two going into the break. Ryan Long, once again, strikes again for his second of the game, 5-0-2 win. Tyler Shabato for Stevenson, him back a little bit, gets his second of the season uh, a minute and four after that, and then Penn State scores three. Brendan Meyer, Adam Johnson, and Brian Green close the whole thing out. That's a 9-3 to three final in this one. Uh, Jonathan Vitti gets 37 saves in his uh, appearance in this one, so that is how it will go. In the record book, and again, they have Crab Pot coming up. They will take on Towson on a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, I would say, 5:30 start time, Eastern at McMullen. So you guys can check that out. If you can't get to the rink like I can't because that's a hell of a flight, uh, you can watch it on YouTube. Brigade Sport Complex will have that ready for you. Maryland Terrapins they had two games as well this weekend. They had their senior night on Friday night as they took on Drexel, coming off a big win against Drexel. Uh, on that so they had they they knew their enemy in this one and Maryland really took offensive uh prowess in the first one as uh, they take a, a major penalty uh penalty and then kind of cash in on it. Patrick Beganovsky continues his hot streak ninth goal of the season from Tucker Healy uh just about halfway through on the power play and get things going on that one then you know towards the second period Drexel starts to change the tide a little bit they get two quick goals. Simon Rosenbaum, his third of the year, and John Connolly, his fourth of the year. Uh, puts it up two to one for Drexel on that one. Then the third goal, Josh Finlayson. A bad mistake on the uh, shoulders of uh, Henry Patelier, Just whiffs on a, a, an outlet pass, can't get it. Finlayson gets the shorthanded goal. And, uh, you know, tough break. These things happen, but you got your teammates to pick them up. And that's exactly what they did. Liam Eden gets his 18th of the year. Not too long after that, picks up a uh, a pass from Tucker Healy, who has his 15th assist, and then he puts it home uh, and makes it three to two. Then two minutes after that, Hunter Airy, his third of the year, picks up a loose rebound, pots it home, three to one. Kind of a, actually a backhand on that one coming in, uh, his third of the year. Then Finlayson again. With uh, 4.30 remaining, his fourth of the season, second of the game, puts Drexel up. And then Hunter Airey on a delayed call. Just something out of nothing. Throw it on net, kids. You don't know what's going to happen. With 2.30 remaining, he puts it home over the shoulder, and it's a tie game in this one. Overtime solved nothing, and they go to a shootout. No goals until D3 Terps call up Trevor Drake. Smallest guy on the ice. Apparently biggest heart as he was able to pot home the victor. And Maryland, the Terrapins, they go ahead and win 5-4 in this one. Patelier, who uh, had that rough go, 29 saves in the victory, gets the win in the end. So always a plus when you can get a win after a, a little bit of an error on that one. Uh, going up to New Jersey after that, they take on Ryder on Saturday. Uh, nothing happened in the first period. A lot of back and forth, kind of a feeling out period on this. Uh, nothing in the first, and then uh, Christopher Perkins gets his fifth of the year for Ryder on a three-on-one, just a little bit of a breakdown, and then they pot home a goal. The music was still playing on the broadcast. Uh, I think it was NHL 93, NHLPA 93, so it's kind of you know, a happy little sound there when the misery happened. Uh, but then uh, Terrapin's able to get that one back. Ryan Haidt, his first of the year from Beganovsky, uh, whose fourth assist. That ties the game about three minutes after that. Uh, and they go into it tied up. And then in the third period, power play goal. Christopher Perkins puts it home for Ryder. And that's all she wrote on this one. Uh, Ryder wins this one 2-1, to outshooting Maryland 34-21. to uh, Battaglia with 32 saves. Strong effort for him uh, despite the, uh, the loss. And uh, Maryland goes into crab pot week uh, on this one. A little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And they won't have it any easier They take it on Navy. I know they're going to go hard. I know they're going to go just to the wall to try to win that giant, beautiful crab pot trophy, uh, which I'll put against a bean pot. I'll put against anything less the Stanley Cup, and even then I might make an exception uh, for that beautiful trophy. Yeah, so Navy will take on the Terps in the crab pot 8 at 30 start time on that one at the Brigade Sport Complex at McMullen Ice Arena. The other Navy squad, the D2 squad, they took on Christopher Newport, uh, the university, not the guy. Uh, first on Friday, I, there seemed to be a little fracas towards these teams uh, on Friday night as uh, kind of an animosity, maybe some uh, people behind the net as the Christopher Newport goaltender at the end of the game kind of did a Michael Morelli and just uh, you know celebrated in front of the Navy fans. But they won 5-3, to three. Christopher Newport did on Friday night. Do not have a uh, game sheet on this one. Can't shout out the Navy guys who did uh, did perform and get those three goals in there and, and the goaltending situation. Uh, played again on Saturday night, 8-0. to nothing. Uh, Christopher Newman gets that one. So, uh, again, no official score sheet on that. So we will have to sit at that. Navy now travels up to Newman. Hello, Newman. On Friday, uh, as they will take them on on Friday. And I think that might... Possibly be it. I'm looking down the line here, getting into late February, uh, not seeing uh, some Navy games on this one. So this could be their last game at Newman on Saturday, up in lovely Aston, rink number three. So uh, go ahead and check that out if you're up in the Aston area. The Naval Academy of women, they were in uh, in uh, a nice little game, nice little weekend for themselves. Uh first they took on Georgetown on Friday on Saturday night. Uh a great ceremony there. You can check that out on the Brigades Work Complex uh YouTube channel. They win over Georgetown twelve to one in this one. Don't know any stats. There this game is nowhere to be found stat wise except for the fact that it's on YouTube. And I saw the score was twelve to one. So that's the final on that one. A quick turnaround for Navy. It's Sunday morning. They took on Loyola in what um I was thinking was going to be a very uh, solid matchup between the two squads. Then on Sunday, uh, Navy took on Loyola University of Maryland, two of the top teams in the Maryland area, two of the top teams in the Southwest Division of the ACHA Division II women's ranks, and um, Navy was all over them after, uh, after the first goal. As Emma Alexander gets on the board first, Loyola only had nine skaters in this one, uh, but they get on the board first, 319. And Emma Alexander, her 18th of the season. Caitlin Cavanaugh, 16th assist of the season for her. After that point, it was all Naval Academy on this one. Started off uh, nine minutes exactly. Christina Cornello with uh, her 25th of the year. Brooke Gautier, her 16th assist. And then with 51 seconds remaining, Gotier gets her 14th of the year. Marguerite Schillinger, With her seventh assist of the season. The second period was literally all Navy. Navy did not allow a shot from Loyola in the period. 15 to nothing, just offensively dominant, just taking, really taking advantage of A, the wide ice, and B, the uh, short of bodies that Loyola had in this one. Christina Cornello, her 26th of the year, unassisted, with 5.51 remaining in the second. Then Lauren Power with 119 remaining in the period. Her sixth of the year from Cornello, her 13th assist of the season. Third period, kind of the same like the first, just offensively dominant by the larger roster. Kirsta Wheelock, her eighth of the season, 137 in. Isabel Ross, her ninth assist. Then 317 in Elizabeth Perry, her 12th of the year from Lauren Power, her 10th of the season uh, assist-wise. Then towards the uh, halfway point, Kelly Hughes gets her fourth of the year. Lauren Power, another assist. And then Lauren Power, two goals, two assists, potting one with uh, 549 remaining in the frame. And that's all she wrote on that one. Julia Chenoweth, five saves in this one. And Grace Lunder, hats off to Grace Lunder. 42 saves, and she made some massive saves in this one. She kept Loyola in this one. As much as you can, given the scoreline, she had some clutch saves early in the in, in the early going. She was solid in net, and you know the results are what they are in this one. Navy now goes on to play Delaware on Saturday, a matchup of one in two in the DVCHC should be a barn burner up at the Fred Rust Arena in Wilmington. So uh, we'll check that out next week. Loyola also had a game earlier uh, this weekend they took on Maryland um allegedly took on Maryland uh on Saturday on Friday night no stats on this one ACHA website does not have uh anything on this one DVCHC website has nothing on their site so um mystery game woo uh so we got that going for us uh, Loyola now, they will take on uh, Villanova on Friday, allegedly. Villanova had to have their game against Towson canceled this week. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with that situation. So we'll have to wait and see. Maryland, they'll take on Penn uh, Pennsylvania, the Quakers, on uh, Friday. And then they'll play Monday against Liberty on the 21st. So they have a game this Friday and then the week after Valentine's Day, they will play their final game against Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Uh, so, we got that, and like I said, Towson's game against uh, Villanova was canceled. They will play Westchester on Friday, and I think that ends their season as well, uh, as we're getting, we're getting to the nitty-gritty. We're getting to that madness. We're getting to that playoff time in college hockey. Let's get to some players. Um, I would like to welcome back Stephen Holiday, uh to the fold, because even though Elite Prospects listed him being from uh, Ajax, Ontario... The Dubuque Fighting Saints have him listed from Glenwood, uh, Maryland, and it's taken a while for us to get him back, but he's here, uh, and he's having a record season: 21 goals and 35 assists so far this season, including a uh, including a goal and an assist on Friday night's game against uh, the Des Moines Buccaneers. He is on the verge of breaking the Dubuque Fighting Saints' all-time points, I think, as well. So. Daps and head taps to him as he goes off the, uh, prepares for Ohio State University, and we welcome back, welcome him back into the Maryland fold, uh, as a power forward, and we're claiming him because he claimed it on his, it's like, it's like dependency on your taxes. Remember, it's tax season two, guys, so just remember that as well. Um, so, uh, got that going for him in this whole deal. Sam Ann is on a big, big streak for himself. He continues to be on fire. He gets, uh, Three more assists this week, uh, one on Thursday, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. That puts his uh, point streak up to five games, and uh, nine of his last ten he has points in, 33 points in 41 games for him uh, with the Springfield Thunderbirds. As he is third in points on the team, literally one point behind both Matthew Pecca and Aussie, 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 oi, 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 Nathan Walker. Uh, but he has more games as Walker has been up with the Blues for a bit, or was up with the Blues for a bit, in uh, in this one. So there's that. Tiger Bjorlin. Uh, let's get a check in on him. Uh, he is at two goals and two assists in 14 games for Wesleyan University. After his time with uh, Team Maryland, uh, the uh, Bethesda, Maryland native is uh, doing pretty well in his first uh, his first year in or, yeah his first year in D3 hockey because he didn't play in Wesleyan last year whatsoever. Eric Carpentier for the New Jersey Titans, he had two assists in uh, the big wins for New Jersey this weekend over Northeast, uh, an assist in each game on Friday and Saturday night uh, for him on that one. Patrick Giles had a goal last Wednesday against Harvard as uh, uh, Boston College, as they go into their beanpot tournament, uh, not winless in their last nine games. Giles trying to do his best gets his 10th goal of the year after a hot start kind of Slowing down just a wee bit on this one. Graham McPhee gets back in the lineup uh, last Sunday for Bakersfield. He gets a goal and assist against Colorado uh, in their 4-3 victory there. Checking on uh, Matthew uh, Peterson, Grand Valley State. Uh, 17 games so far, 8-5-1 with a three eight two goals against 888 save percentage. For that, uh, that squad out there in Grand Valley. More goaltending news. Uh, Aaron Rendazzo played on Friday night. Uh, had 34 saves in a defeat uh, against the Chicago Steel. Green Bay Grand- Gamblers in that one. Um, 34-36 on that. Andrew Takis. What more can you say about this guy? Two more victories in his book as he stopped 23 on Friday, 25 on Saturday to push his record to 22-5-2 and two with a, a 914 14 save percentage, 261 goals against in 29 games as he has had a renaissance before he goes to, uh, I believe it's Coldgate University that he's going to. Uh, so that's it. You guys spent an hour with me, and I appreciate it more than you know. Next week, we're going to headline with the uh, crab pot. Why wouldn't you? Just to get you guys prepared. Uh, we will be talking Crab Pot right off the hop next week. And, again, cl- uh, check clutchandcrabhockey.com for the previews that will be going on there at Chesapeake Pod on Facebook and Twitter for the links to that. But that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction, part of podcastmonsters.com. And, yeah, I gave out all the socials. That's all you can need to know. Please be safe out there. Be smart. Be healthy. Play that clutch and crab hockey, and I'll talk to you next time through. Peace.